Hello there everybody, Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Sheehan Show for Shardog.com. And today is the first edition of uh, the Butts Anticipated Judging Show, where uh, I'm going to look uh, in different shows at different parts of judging, different uh, fights, different rounds and fights, um, not even some specific fights, just some specific things in judging. Now, you might ask yourself, why is this ape talking to me about judging? And I, you know, I maybe ask myself that question uh, a lot of time. But I spent the last few years um, trying to learn as much as I can about judging. You know, some people disagree with me. Some people agree with me. That's that's no problem. But what uh, I've tried to do is speak to the judges. You know, speak to the people sitting in that chair. I, I've you know, friends with a couple of guys that I've talked to for a long time over the last few years, learned a lot. If you listen to my uh, podcast over in Severe May, I have done podcasts speaking to uh, Ben Cartlidge, who's one of the best judges in the world. Uh, I've spoken, you know, in private to lots of judges for the last couple of years. Spoke to uh, Adam Rohrbach, who is the uh, uh, the Kansas State Athletic Commissioner. Had him on the podcast as well, spoke to him. I was speaking to, even to, to Brian Miner last week when I was talking to him in, uh, in Dublin. I was speaking to Mike Mazzulli about judging and different things. I tr- I'm trying, trying really my best to, to learn about it. And I've spoken to a few other journalists and other people as well who who are kind of like, well, they wish they could do that. They wish they had the time to do that. So I'm kind of lucky. I run most of my stuff myself. I'm able to do it myself over with Severe May. And now bring it over to Shardog as well to hopefully speak about certain things um, and maybe get the get that knowledge out there that I have learned from those people to get it to other people. You know, I'll throw in a bit of my own opinion on it. But what I try to do is cut out as much opinion as possible. You know, what I'm going to speak about today is a little bit more opinion-based, um, but what I'm going to do normally here, or what I, I try to do normally when talking about judging, is very much by the criteria. And uh, if you haven't read the criteria, all you have to do is uh, Google MMA criteria, go to the ABC website, and it's there. I've done a video over in Severe May, and I will talk about it more if you want to follow this series. I'll probably do one every couple of weeks when something big pops up or when uh, something happens. I have one coming next week as well. I haven't recorded yet, but I'm planning to talk about it uh, a little bit about 10-8s and how 10-8s have actually changed uh, in the last year or so. But today, I want to talk a little bit about the first round of Max Holloway versus Jair Rodriguez, which obviously happened last Saturday uh, in the main event of the UFC show in Las Vegas. And... Um, it was obviously a brilliant fight. One of the one of the best fights of the year. One of the maybe maybe one of the underrated best fights of all time. Yair Rodriguez rose to a level I don't think we've ever seen him rise to before. He's done it, you know. He's done it against other people and fought really, really well, but never fought this well against someone as good as Max Holloway. And for Max, you know, after coming off the title fights and you know losing his title to come back and fight Cater and now to fight Yair Rodriguez as well. Uh, it's just brilliant to see him still as one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. There's absolutely no doubt about that. So an absolutely fantastic fight. But that first round and the second round, I think there was a little bit of controversy with him. But it's the first round I want to talk about today. Maybe we'll delve a little bit more into uh, uh, into the rest of the fight scene. Uh, we, we'll see how we go. But uh, So I watched the first round, right? And... It was a very even round, I thought. You know, Yaya Rodriguez came out, he kicked the leg very well, he landed a few head kicks. Um, Max landed his, his shots too. You know, he did well, he rocked Yaya at one stage. And, you know, there was a, a lot of back and forth. Yaya landed the more shots, I think, by the uh, by the stats. But when I came to the end of the round, I was, I was thinking to myself, right, this is a very even round, who am I going to pick? You know, who do I think won? Who do I think won this round? And to me... 
the, my winner of the round, and this is kind of actually beside the, the point for a second, but anyway, my winner of the round was, was Max Holloway based on the one big shot he landed in the middle that rocked the ear that I thought, ooh, you know, this could be the end of the fight. It wasn't, but it could be. It was one of those really hard shots. And I think when it's a close round, it's, it's not all I think, it's in the, the judging criteria, you go for the most immediately impactful shots. And to me, the one that had the most immediate impact was that shot. Now, you could argue the leg kicks were very impactful, and absolutely they were. Um, but I think mostly when there's leg kicks like that, when it's leg kick after leg kick after leg kick, and you don't get, say, knocked down by them or badly hurt by them, uh, all in a very noticeable way, they're more of an accumulative effect than an, an immediate effect. Now, they have an immediate effect as well, but not as big as a, a brain-shuddering right hand or whatever it might be. So uh, so I gave it to Max based on that. Very close round. If you reply to me in the comments, go, I scored that fight or that round for Yair. I could not disagree with you. You know, 100%. And we're going to talk in, in future as well about uh, agreements and disagreements in, in judging and that being a, an actual thing. But however, we will leave it at that for a second. So the round ended. Uh, I put my score up on, on Twitter as I, I usually do. Came up in the broadcast and I got a wave, a wave, a wave, a wave of reply saying you don't know what you're talking about i'm unfollowing you never speaking to you again there's just loads of it go on go on, look the tweet is up there you know personal abuse and everything, which is no problem i've i've had it for years when you've more than fucking 50 followers in mma and you you're willing to put your uh your head in the parapet i suppose you're going to get that and i've no problem with it i'm not not criticizing any of those people but i thought it was interesting that I went to straight afterwards. I was recording an episode of the Severe MMA podcast with my good friend uh, Spencer Kite, and uh, the sport scores popped up in front of me from uh, Scott Fontana, who's a very good, um, very good MMA journalist, and covers a lot of uh, of judging as well. Does a fantastic job, and uh, the scorecard came up, and funnily enough, two judges had scored the first round for Max Holloway, and. I, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, okay, maybe I'm, I'm I'm not too far off, but that's that's beside the point. Two, all three judges could have scored for Yuri Rodriguez, and I would have stood by my point anyway. It was fine, but when I stand by my point, my point is always that also that you could score for Yair. But the, my point here, and the reason I'm doing this podcast today, is because of the reason why people were so visceral and so mad at me for scoring that, and why people scored it for Yair. And I'll take you out of this fight for a second, right? And I'll take you to the other main event that happened this weekend, okay? So just go with me for a second. Sinead Kavanaugh fought against Chris Cyborg, right? Imagine we had a round where Sinead Kavanaugh and Chris Cyborg went five minutes, right? Full five minutes, and it was pretty even. Pretty even. Both had landed some good shots. Both had stunned each other a little bit. You know, pretty even. Good five round, right? Who would people be tweeting one that round? If it was an even five round, uh, an even five minutes between Sinead Kavanaugh and Chris Cyborg, who who do you think? It would obviously be Sinead Kavanaugh. People would be like, oh, you know, Sinead's doing really well. She's gone toe to toe with Cyborg. She's right there. 10 9 Kavanaugh. You know, they would. They absolutely would, right? Now, that is an absurd example, maybe, of someone. Uh, and not absurd in, in the terms of, like, the, the fight itself, but in terms, uh, absurd in terms of, like, a really big favourite and a really big underdog. You could say the same for, you know, whoever it might be. This was a really big favourite as well in Max Holloway against a really big underdog on the betting line anyway in right, Yair Rodriguez. And let me say here, before I say any more, actually, and I'll pop back to the point, obviously, I didn't have Max, uh, Max bet by decision or anything like that. My betting show last week, and go back and look at it, I bet Max inside the, uh, the distance, so I had nothing on the line. I had no horse in this game. Max, you could say Max by KO or by submission, no problem, but 
the judging decision had nothing to do with that. He could have won or lost it. It would have made no difference to, to my bet that, uh, that I talked about last week. So I leave that there. So the, my point is, with Sinead Kavanagh in that fight, if she had gone f- five minutes with her and done really well, people would have given it to Kavanagh. It's exact same for this. Remember Gustafson versus Jones, the first time they fought. Every uh, All the close rounds, people were saying Gustafson won them. When you go back and examine them a bit closer, they were very close rounds. And John Jones probably took, you know, some of them or all of them. Not all of them, some of them, you know. That is a big, big, big problem with looking at uh, online at judging in the heat of the battle in with the emotion of the fight and this is why you know those apps that are out there with like the fan crowd voting are absolutely pointless because you naturally if you're watching from a fan's point of view which is an absolutely fine way to watch a fight no problem at all with it the the vast majority of people listening to this here watch it from that point of view and they are dead right sometimes i do as well you know when i'm sitting at home maybe after having a few drinks i'm not covering the card or whatever no problem um, but that is not the way the judges look at it, you know? The judges don't look at it as this massive underdog or a big underdog like we saw at the weekend against, you know, the, the champion in lots of people's eyes. Max Holloway could really be, still be the champion. You know, he's, he's a fantastic fighter, championship level fighter, uh, who everyone was expecting to win this fight. And you look at it that way and you score it that way, but the judges don't. And believe me when I tell you that, they don't and they can't because they have to look at it fighter A versus fighter B because that's the only fair way to do it. You know, this all this rubbish about you have to beat the champ to be the champ and all of this and stuff. It's absolutely rubbish, right? Fights are scored in five-minute intervals. If you're the better fighter, if you land the more impactful shots over those five minutes, you win the round. And that's it, full stop, no more about it. You know, and I feel like this was one of the rounds, right, where I scored it for Max Holloway, but I easily could have scored it for Yair Rodriguez. And I still would have disagreed with the people who said that's a clear Yair Rodriguez round. You're an idiot if you don't score it for him, because those people are wrong. That was a close round. No doubt about it. If you say Yair won it, you're not wrong. If you say Max won it, you're not wrong. But if you say it was clear, you are wrong. That's the only thing. And that's a big part of judging, right? So a big crux of the judging arguments we have um are we you know we 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 seem to like weekly uh <laughs> debate and uh and and kind of go over is uh an understanding right an understanding or like the the, the word i used on twitter was incredulity there, there's always an incredulous reaction to scores you know um and if you look at the criteria, a lot of the time that incredulity should not exist because fights can be scored, rounds, sorry, can be scored, or fights indeed, when there's a lot of close rounds, uh, in different ways, and they can be following the criteria and scored correctly and scored in different ways. You know, a fight can be 30-27 to one person and then 30-27 to another person and both of those cards can still be good. If there's only one punch between the fighter A and fighter B in round one, in round two, and in round three, it can go either way. That happens. That's the reality of it. And you could talk about the, the 10 point must system and all of that and changing it and whatever you want to do, but that will never change. Close fights will always be close fights. Now, and close rounds will always be close rounds. When you get around where there is so much emotion kind of put into it, so much madness put into it as well, that you really have to be the person sitting there 
in your stool looking at blue versus red, A versus B, to get a fair score of that. You can't look at the A, you know, Max Holloway's uh, array of fights down through his years. You can't look at Yair Rodriguez and the fact that he's been out injured and he's had COVID and he's had a tough run and the UFC cut him and brought him back. You can't be looking at the tactics of the fight. You can't be listening to what the coaches are saying. You can't be listening to Paul Felder and Michael Bisping and Brendan Fitzgerald in the commentary. You can't be listening to all of that. You have to be sitting there and you have to understand the criteria and execute your score based on that criteria and based on what happened in the fight with pure and utter concentration you know Joe Rogan last year when uh, we, we thought someone was looking at a phone during the round it turns out it wasn't um, at all but what people got really mad at that they thought this judge was looking at their phone during the round now why did they think that right why were people so mad and they should be if a judge is looking at his phone during the round why because they stop concentration Right? They don't concentrate on the fight for a split second. They could miss something that changes the whole score of the fight. Can everyone sitting at home say they do the same thing? I don't. I'm 100%. Like, I, I, I'm not right. I, my score, I wouldn't say I was right 100% of the time at all. If you sit there with a fine tooth comb, even if you're sitting at home, it still isn't because you're not there right alongside the cage to hear the smack of the kicks to the legs and to the body and the punches and the, you know, the, the impact of the takedowns and all of that. And, you know, and the, the, the submissions and everything like that. You're not there to see it. So it's, it's, it's really, really hard to do it. So we have to take all of that into consideration. When we look at the end, we get to the end of the round and we say, no way. There is no hope that this fighter won this round. No hope. No way. You're an idiot if you say it, right? You're an idiot if you say fighter A won this over fighter B. Fighter B clearly won it, right? People are like that. And then it comes to the end of the round at the end of the fight, and we see the opposite is actually true for two of the judges. And that is a big issue. You know, it's it's a big issue. And it's one that, and I said it earlier about the crux of the argument being the understanding, right? So we have to understand what I was talking about a second ago, that in the auspices of the written criteria, we can have disagreements that make sense. If we have disagreements that don't make sense, then, then we have a problem, you know? So let's say, I don't know, uh, that Colby Covington-Usman last week, right? The second round, what was the second round? My memory's terrible. But the second round where Usman uh, was winning the round, knocked him down, almost knocked him out, right? That round, clearly an Usman round, no problem. If It, it, it could be 10-8, right? Could be 10-9, no problem. We'll talk about the 10-8s uh, in more depth next week. Could be 10-9, could be 10-8 to Usman. If you give that to Colby Covington, I can't understand it. That's wrong. If you give that 10-9 Usman, I can understand it. If you give that 10-8 to Usman, I can understand it. Now, that 10-9 and that 10-8 could change the whole result of a fight. Not necessarily that fight, but a fight, you know? And the same goes for a round like the first round or even the second round, I thought, um, between Holloway and Yair Rodriguez, where there's very little in it. I, I literally scored the first round to Max Holloway based on one punch. I went back and I watched it and I thought the same. Thought it was close. I could go back and watch it again. Maybe see something I didn't see. Or if I was cage side, maybe I could see something that I didn't see live. Or maybe the opposite. I could miss something. And maybe I'd score it the other way. I scored it on one punch, right? One punch. Maybe the judge who was sitting there cage side was blocked by the, the door. You know, and the, the, it happened here. He went down to look at his monitor. The punch has already been landed. He missed it. There's, you, you can't, you know, you, you can't, uh, you can't stop that happening ever. There's no way to get around that, you know, unless you go back afterwards and, and judge the fight with a fight dude club afterwards and decide a result. 
but that can happen. And when it's that close, when something like if you look down during the Dusman Covington round and you miss a second, it probably won't matter. You're still going to score it the same way. But you could score that fight based on one punch, based on one miss punch, based on one punch where you have a different opinion about how impactful it is for the other person. You could give it to Yair over Max, right? Yesterday, for first, or sorry, um, on Saturday, Yair and Max. First round, second round, very close, I thought. I thought the fifth round, uh, Yair won, and I thought three and four, Max won. Yair Rodriguez could have won that fight, you know? Let's say I'm wrong, right? Let's say Max didn't win the first round. Everyone, everyone replying to me says Yair won it, no problem. Fine example. The second round, very close. I think everyone kind of agrees that it's very close. I think most people gave it to Max. I gave it to Yair, funnily enough, but very close. So let's say Yair is up two rounds, right? The first and the second. And he won the fifth. I think most people agree with that. That's 3-2 to Yair. And that's a score that I guarantee you if a judge had come out with that on Saturday night, people would have been incredulous. They would have been absolutely incredulous. I guarantee it. Yeah, when you go back through their tweets or go back through their thoughts at the time, I guarantee you the people would have said, Yeah, year one, the first, close second, but max, and in the fifth year one. Well, when that's the case, <laughs> the fighter can win it. Now, the problem with that is that Max won rounds three and four more clearly than Yair won any of the other three rounds, I'd say, you know, in, in my opinion. Um, so that's a big problem. You you have a guy who's winning two rounds. Clearly, it's, look, it's, it's a thing in boxing, which because we have more rounds and more minutes, uh, that is less of a problem. And it's so so. I don't think it's the it's a ten by system. I actually think the bigger issue is the length of the rounds. But we could that could would be another debate for another day, I suppose. But I think the length of the rounds in MMA are longer because grappling takes longer to do, and you need to give it more time to, uh, you know, to to flow to steal a phrase from Conor McGregor. But I just look. Uh, this this is a little bit all over the place, I suppose. But I, I think the point I'm trying to make, and the overall point is, we need to be calm when looking at the scores, right? We cannot have um, a, a, an incredulous reaction to an underdog doing well, right? An underdog only does well if they land more immediately impactful shots in a round than their opponent. No, they, sorry, I'll, let me rephrase that. An underdog only wins the round if they land more immediately impactful shots or grappling or whatever it is than their opponent. If they do really, really, really well and land one less shot in terms of immediately immediate impactfulness or impactful grappling or whatever it might be, look at the criteria, then they lose the round. They could have done well, but they lose the round. And it doesn't matter that they did really, really well when you get that score at the end of the round and you write 10 on one side and you write 9 on the other side. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Just because they're the underdog doesn't matter. It's A versus B, right? And we need to understand it's A versus B. And we need to understand it's close. If we did those two things, right? If we really did those two things. And now I, I'm jumping forward here because I, I, there's a, an understanding that people get the criteria here. But we will, in future, talk about that more. But if we could agree with that, right? We could agree agree that close rounds are close rounds. And we we could agree that it's A versus B, not underdog versus favourite. Then there would be a lot less disagreements in judging. And we would have a lot happier of an, <laughs> an MMA Twitter and an MMA world. Okay? So... I will, uh, I will leave it at that. Look, but the rest of the fight, as I mentioned there, just, just quickly, I'll quickly run through it. Uh, and please leave your uh, your comments in the uh, in the comment section below on YouTube if you're watching this. Or you can tweet me at Sean Sheehan and we can have a bit of a debate about it. No problem. As I said, if you scored the first for your year, no problem with it at all. Um, but I scored it max in the 
first round, Yair in the second. I, look, the, the thing about that second round, um, watching it, is that Max, I, I think, and the reason I gave it for Max is, I, I, I'm not sure about the amount of strikes landed, I thought Max probably landed, uh, you know, let's say if, in uh, I don't know the exact numbers, let's say in the first round, Yair landed 200, Max landed 100, Let, let's put it like that. In the second round, it might have been, you know, 150 to 125 or something like that, it might have been a bit closer. But I actually thought that the level of impact that Max was landing was less than in the first round, and that's why I didn't give it to him in the second round. That's why I thought Yair, he was landing more impactful shots and I thought he was landing more kind of clean shots. I'm not sure the exact numbers. You you could look at them afterwards. Numbers don't matter. We will we will talk about that another day as well, but numbers don't matter. Like when you get to the end of the round, right, and someone lands 100 punches and someone else lands 70 punches, that just because that person has landed 100 punches doesn't mean they win the round. It's, it's due to impact, okay? And... It, that's a, that's an also a big big part of it but as i said we, we will discuss that more but um the third round and the fourth round it, it look it was one of those fights where i think max holloway uh began to take over a little bit in terms of tactics throughout the fight yair um was unable to kind of upkeep his game plan throughout three and four uh, and I think a lot of that, I'll steal my uh, the, this from my, my friend Spencer Kite, who said it over the podcast with me. A lot of it, I think, was to do uh, with inexperience at that level. You know, if this fight happened after this fight, you know, if, the, if we had an immediate rematch, it might be a little bit different because ex- he's experienced this at the very, very top level. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I know he's experienced it before uh, against the uh, the Korean Zombie. He's been other other fights as well that were dragged out uh, a little bit. Um, but if he'd experienced it at this very top level and not been out of the cage for so long, it might have been a little bit different. But I think um, a big thing for Yair Rodriguez that he came back in the fifth. Look, the fifth was close as well. Now, I, I said earlier, I think Yair definitely won. And I do, I would... I think he won it without a shadow of a doubt. A close round as well, not not a blow away by by any means. But all three judges did give it to him. And I think most people did give it to him as well. Um, so that's how I scored the the, the fight. You know, uh, a fight that ended afterwards, and it wasn't that controversial in terms of uh, who people thought won. But I think it was maybe a, a sneaky close fight in terms of the criteria and in terms of the 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 ten point must system, which. Uh, which we have, and we, we, you know, we have a lot of, and which sometimes people don't realize that we have a lot of. But uh, next week, as I mentioned, going to talk about 10-8s, going to talk about how 10-8s have changed, how the criteria changed four or five years ago, and that was uh, changed back a little bit uh, due to one or two things. But we will get to that, and uh, we will speak about that next week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you did, please shoot in for the next one, and uh, we will see you all then. Thanks very much for watching. Bye now.